0: Help the people of Linked Up Church embrace whatever their part will be in them. And ultimately, Father, we know that we can't change the whole world. But we can certainly change the world that you plant us in. And so, Father, we're saying here we are. Send us. Use us. Be glorified through our lives. In Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. Amen. Go on and love on somebody real quick. Let's thank our music department. We appreciate them tonight. And then you all can be seated. Now, believe it or not, a lot of times when I'm meeting with those guys, you know, the language is strong right there at the moment, right? Right? And how I many wisdom, this is for someone in this room, how many wisdom would tell you to, to not correct people who don't know any better? Amen. Right? And you work with them right where they're at. And this is for someone in this room. You work with them right where they're at until they get where you want them to be, right? And so that's just a nugget for someone. We're going to pick back up tonight. I believe we have some great information to share. Uh, and then I'm actually led to pray. Uh, tonight for a, a group of people, but I want to remind you all of some statistics that were given the last service by uh, Don Lemon. Last time I spoke, Don Lemon uh, from CNN, uh, that 72% of African American births are out of wedlock in the United States of America. I mean, you know that's that's not that's an epidemic. Now how I many you know that's not a system? So is it is it safe to say that in a lot of The acting out that we're seeing is probably from these broken homes where kids didn't get the guidance and the direction, the discipline that was needed to go out and contribute and give back to society in a positive way. Is that safe to say? Other communities, you don't see that same issue. Non-Hispanic whites, only 25%. That's a big difference. That's a big gap. Hispanics, 42%. Then American Indian and Native Alaskans, 53%. And then we come in at 72%. 72% of black kids are raised in single-parent households. Now, what I didn't share with you all is not just single mothers, but it's also single fathers. This is just single-parent households, period. You see a lot of now where the mothers are willing to just, you take them. And then the fathers in that particular case are left to raise the kids. But I mean, it was something that the kids get from both parents that the other one can't give them. And so even if we've had children out of wedlock, I mean, we still both need to be responsible and realize it took two of us to create this child and still both actively be a part of raising and the development of this child. How I many y'all would agree with that? All right, and so now... Last week, well, let's read our foundation text, and then we'll pick up with new information today. So that that tells me two things as a pastor, right? You've got two things happening here. You have, how can I say this? You have a lot of men who don't, they don't know what it means to be a man. Would you all agree with that? Because of growing up in fatherless homes, there's no pattern. But would you all agree with this statement? You also have a lot of females who obviously don't know what they're looking for in a man. Which is the same result of him not being present in the home. Would you all agree? So can you see how it affects both the next generation male and female coming up? He never has an example But she never has an example either, okay? Now, let's read our opening text, and then we'll go right to new information. Uh, In Acts chapter 16, I won't take the time to read all the stuff that we read before, but we know in the opening part, he takes up a collection. Then he talks about his personal plans. And then in verse 13, and this entire 13 through 18 is written and spoken directly to men. He says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with what? Be done with what? 1 Corinthians chapter 16? I'm sorry. See, I'm, I'm trying to make sure you all are focused tonight. I'm sorry. I don't know where I got at. Maybe the title, Act Like Men. <laughs> made me say acts but first corinthians chapter 16 verse 13 my apologies and we're talking about acting like men now again if, if we knew we probably have more people acting the right way right? All right and so i want to reiterate some things we said the last time so we said watch in verse 13 stand fast in the face speaking specifically to men be brave be strong and let all you do be done with what Paul commands the Corinthians to be brave is what the new King James says here. It's translated other places in the American Standard Version, King James Version. If you have that, it should say quit like men, right? You all have a King James Version It says quit like men? Uh, the ESV and the NASB says to act like men. NRSV says be courageous. And then one of my favorites is the NIV, be men of courage. Uh, the Greek word there is a Greek word, andrazomai, spelled A-N-D-R-I-Z-O-M-A-I, and it really means to make a man of or to make brave. It means to show oneself a man and to be brave. So, so two things here I want to reiterate. You can be born male, but how many of you know you have to make a man? They don't just grow up and become a man. have to be made that way. The other thing I want to point out here, to show oneself a man. So this is something that should be seen by how a person lives and not what he says. You should know it by his actions, not by game. Would you all agree? And that's just by definition. Now, We won't talk about everything else that we said. Other things that I want to point out, we're talking about what that looks like. Point number one was as a bachelor. Things that I want to bring back out that we spoke about there was being an example to other Christians. We know that Paul said this to Timothy. Paul said this to Titus. And Paul held himself by this same uh, standard here. He told Timothy to be an example. He told Titus to be a pattern, right? And he said that himself had been an example to the group that he had served to. And in all of these cases, it was referring to not the world, but to the church. So what I want to bring back to light is, you know, we always want to run out there and be an example to the world. What we need are more examples in the church. We're supposed to learn it here. People are supposed to come in and see the pattern and the example here. And then, so now, I want to challenge all of us uh, before I move on with new information. Is it possible that the church acts the way that it acts today because generation after generation has passed that behavior down to the next generation? And so, over time, what's happened is what you're seeing is people live more of what they see you do than what they hear you say. Is it safe to say that? So what's the challenge to linked up church? Again, none of us are perfect, but how many of we should all at least strive to do our best? And when we miss it, let's acknowledge that we made a mistake and, and at least do our best to walk in love. If we can correct it, try to correct it and keep growing from it, okay? Let's not just say, okay, I messed up. It is what it is. I'm out there now. Might as well stay out there. You're going to make this tough on me tonight, right? Other things that we said is when you're single, listen, man, use that freedom that you have to really serve God. That is the best time in your life to really demonstrate love and service to the kingdom. We said all of those things, okay? Now, tonight we're going to talk about acting like men as a husband. And I can't really, you know, I could have, I could have took weeks to just stay here. I've deduced this to really what I believe are the two most important things we can provide for our wives as a husband, okay? If you're single, build this up. And then I'm going to actually give you a formula at the end of this uh, from a book that I read. I've never been taught what I'm getting ready to share with you in church. I've shared it in church, but it actually came from a Jewish book that was given to me probably at the age of 23. I adopted it and actually have lived it my entire adult life, if you look, or really since I was 22, 23 years old, if you look within that community, what you don't see are a lot of divorces, what you don't see is a lot of single-parent households, what you don't see is the wife out being the primary breadwinner for the household. You will not see that in those communities. And I'm going to show you the text that they wholeheartedly will not violate, okay? Okay. You all okay out there tonight? You say, just waiting on the information, right? All right, two things. When we're talking about acting like a man as a husband, two things we're talking about. Number one, uh, love your wife. And we're going to share some points under that. And then number two, treat her with respect. And we're going to talk about what that looks like, okay? Really, anything else that you bring up, it, it really is, it is encompassed in everything that we're going to read today. All right, love your wife. What does that look like? Go to Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to read 25 through 29. Again, we could do more, but I think we'll get the message right from there. Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to read 25 through 29. We are commanded to love our wives. Are you there? Yeah. All right. Ephesians chapter 5, 25. All right. Watch this. Husbands, love your wives. Now, this is key. Even as Christ also loved the church. This even as is so important because in the Greek, it means according to or the way he did. So you know how a lot of times I didn't grow up with a father, so I had no model of how a husband should treat his wife. I mean, no, that still doesn't give me an excuse to treat her any kind of way because I have the ultimate model in just watching how Jesus treated the church. Can you all see that? And it is really always going to be a higher model than any man could ever show you anyway. So when you talk about learning how to love your wife, don't necessarily go to another man for that. Go to Jesus and just look at how he loved the church. And watch this. He gives us some insight into what that looks like. Even as Christ also loved the church, here's a key word. When you talk about love, and he gave himself up for This word gave up here means to entrust, it means to bring forth, it means to commit, it means to deliver up. Key word in there is commit. I mean, love always has commitment attached to it. And I'm telling you right now, there are just so many men that don't want to hear that word commitment. But really, there's no love without any commitment. And ladies, if you're listening, if he hasn't asked you to marry him, and you all aren't engaged, and we're not on our way to the wedding, what are you doing? So now I want you to think about it. I'm just telling you, average men, why would they commit? When they're getting everything they want, Without a commitment. All right. So I want you to listen to me. It's not commitment until he walks you down that aisle and and he says, I will love you for better or for worse until death do us part. All right. Let me, this is, uh, let me just. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and he gave himself for it. So now we're talking about a sacrificial type of love. What woman won't respond if you've made your entire life about making hers better? And that can be seen, not heard. It's one thing to say, you know I love you, baby, but if you're not going to work, come on, and putting in the time, come on somebody, and taking care of her and sacrificing it helping her improve her life, I mean, it means nothing to her. Because it can be seen. So husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. Thank you, ladies, for those amens, but it would feel much better if these guys just weren't staring at me like I'm up here talking Chinese or something like that. Say something, man, if if you agree with anything that you're hearing right now. She's never going to give you a day of problems if you always make it about the improvement of the quality of her life. And trust me, if the best you can do is still about improving the quality of her life. And in most cases, that's good enough for them. Because they know you're out doing your best to give them a better life. Stay with me now. i am show you what this looks like. That he might sanctify it, and cleanse it, okay? Men, all you're ever going to get is the raw material. All of them act the same in, in general. All of them bring the same thing to the table. The issue is how. what is your ability to cultivate that raw material into what you dreamed about it being? It's not about you. you. can blame her all day long, but, but what, what have you brought to the table to bring the best out in her? See, when she met you, did her life go up? Did it stay the same or did it go down? Come on, church, don't leave me out here. So how is that done? What is the best way to cultivate? If you're going to set her apart, keep her clean. See, because for us, I mean, it's all about it at the end of the day, that's my baby. And everywhere she goes, she represents me. Come on, somebody. And so that's important to me that when she leaves, she feels good about how she leaves. Right? And so what is the best way then to set her apart and keep her clean? It's with the washing of water by the word. You have a responsibility to be a priest in your home. When a problem arises, you don't use man's strength and physical ability and dominance and intimidation. No, you go to the book and you say, baby, this is what works. And as long as we stay with God and we do things God's way, we can get out of any situation that Satan throws at us. And a woman can get behind that and say, you know what, I believe that, let's go. And God is now obligated to now back up, your, not your stance, but your stance on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Love her, give yourself up, set her apart, keep her clean. Only way you're going to do those things is by first you knowing what the Word says about every situation in your household. And I'm going to talk later on. This is why my wife never brings the offering or the tithe to the church, or she doesn't write the checks, because that's a priest's responsibility. To present that to the Lord, I'm going to talk about it on Sunday's message, on behalf of his family. So can you imagine a man doesn't even know what's going on with the finances, where we're at, whether or not she is or she isn't. He's totally left that all up to her. I mean, he's now put his family at a disadvantage. So part of our priestly responsibility to know what this book says, listen to me, and lead our families by the book. It's the only thing that works It's the only thing that lasts. It's the only thing that, trust me, you can build anything on. And the rain, the floods, the wind can blow, and it is not knocking that house down. Thank you, ladies. I need just a half a base, just a half an ounce of base on the amen Amen. side. Okay. Now, you might say, believe it or not, folks, most men, they've just never been taught this. It's not that they don't want to. They don't know, but listen to me, it's not an excuse if it's in a book. You don't have to wait on a sermon. Watch this, and you benefit from that. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church or wife, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it or she should be holy and without blemish. Man, that is on us. I'm going to see if you're listening tonight. What makes that work? Your education? Your physical strength? What makes that work? The Word of God. So I want you to listen to me, man. If you don't leave here with anything else tonight, you cannot give your house what you don't have. You can't mentally assent to this. You can't wish this. Come on, somebody. You can't talk about what God did for somebody else. You got to put this in your own household. You can joke about this. You can play about this. You can do all of that. But life is going to show you that life is real. And this is the only way to navigate through this life successfully. I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. Amen. That he might sanctify it, present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy or she should be holy and without blemish. Watch this now. So ought men to love their wives. Watch this now. Listen, single ladies. As their own bodies. He that loveth his wife does what? Okay, now watch this. If getting a car for himself is not important, He doesn't care about how he looks physically. His appearance doesn't matter. Yours won't either. Because he doesn't value that. So if you're not paying attention to how he loves himself, listen to me. Get your head out of the sand. If working is not important to him, listen to me. If going on vacation is not important to him, you'll never go on one. Trust me when I tell you what I'm talking to you about. I've been doing this for 27. Trust me. Trust me what I'm telling you right now. He will never take you further. And he's been able to take himself. What you're going to look like is just like him. Tune me up. I need to preach tonight. Tune, tune me up. I need to preach tonight. I, I can tell right now. I got to lift this audience right here. Listen to me. You can put your head in the sand if you. But he's fine. He works out every day. Working out will not pay bills. And those muscles look completely different with no lights on. And no heat on in the wintertime. Come on, church, don't leave me out here by myself. So if you're not paying attention, now let me give the other side. You're already married. Don't try to change him now. You got to love him right where he's at. And listen, if he never changes, if he never grows, you accepted that on the front end, love it all the way through. Now, it's a tough audience tonight, boy. They like, no, the Bible gives me an out. You all want me to just stop right here? I'm going to take you all back. I'm not using myself, but here's the reality, folks. I dressed nice before I got married, so it's kind of easy to make her look like me. Listen to me. I was debt-free before I got married. It's kind of easy to kind of continue that pattern after marriage. I drove a nice car before we got married, so it's kind of easy to put her in a nice car and my kids. When I show you this formula tonight, hey you two, if you all got something going on that's more important than what we're talking about, I want to hear about it, man. Y'all having a whole conversation back there? All right. This is important. Okay. This is important. You all listen to me. I took myself on vacations. Easy to take my family on one. This is reality, folks. I'm only treating them the way I treat myself. I'm telling you what love looks like. Woo, woo, that is going to wear off. A lot of people marrying for that woo. That woo is going to wear off. Anybody in here been married a little while? Come on, married folks. Just let's be honest. Right or wrong? You got to do stuff after a long time to keep that spicy. (laughs) Keep that fresh. Come on, somebody. Add some excitement to that. You got to go to some different places. But the reality is it's what we've been doing for 20 years. So what are we going to have left after that? What real substance is in this relationship? Marry for substance, not style. All right. For no man, verse 29, ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth. What does that word nourisheth mean? Rear up to maturity. I'm going to teach you something tonight. If he never grew up, how is he going to grow his marriage up? If he's at 29, still spending hours on video games, (laughs) playing the bills, if we pay them, we pay them. If we don't, we don't. Hello, somebody. See, when we're talking about nourishing here, we're talking about bringing something up to a place of maturity. But if I never grew up, how am I going to grow my marriage up? Right. Then how am I going to raise grown children? Because I don't know what it looks like. But nourisheth it and what? Okay. You all want to know what that means? You sure? This means, I love this, to foster to brood, to warm. Now we're talking about intimacy. We're talking about something that you value. We're talking about treating something right. Best way I can describe this to you, when you cherish something, you take care of it. Remember, Emmanuel, I had a Mustang McLaren, collector's edition, number 229 to come off the lot. Listen to me. If it rained on my way home, I'd stick it in the garage. Soon as the rain stopped, I'd pull it back out, get the water hose out, and start cherishing them. Where am I going with this? When you cherish something... You value it. You take care of it. The goal for that vehicle, it actually ended up getting carjacked, but the goal for that vehicle, (laughs) Detroit, Michigan, that's all I can say to you. They don't want to let you have nothing in the D. That's all I can say to you. They don't want you to come up uh, in the D. But the goal for that was to have that car looking the same way it looked when I bought it 20 years later. I'm going somewhere with this because it was going to be a gift to my first son on his 16th birthday. And I wanted to give it to him in the original condition that I purchased it in. You know when your wife still looks good after 20 years, you've been cherishing her. Especially when people tell her. How good she still looks. You haven't aged a bit. Hello, somebody. Amen. Because a bad marriage will age you like. <sighs> Come on, y'all. Don't leave me out here. You ever ran into folks that, that we came out the same year? Amen. But listen, man. When you cherish her, listen. She should be like fine wine. And she should get better with time, not worse. I'm preaching, boys. You know what? I'm trying to tell you. I feel good about what I'm preaching tonight. You all still with me out here? All right. Then right back he reiterates, even as the Lord, what? the church. So the same way. And you don't think he cherishes us? He died for us, didn't he? Come on, didn't he? He became poor so that we could be what? Mm. He took sickness so that we could have what? Come on, he took eternal damnation so that what? She should always drive the best car in the house. We just recently purchased my daughter a car. We're downsizing. I'm teaching her money lessons, so we're downsizing. The house we're downsizing to is a two-car garage. She said, well, Daddy, whose car is going to go outside? (laughs) Now, just the fact that if you're listening, just the fact that she asked that, she had an expectation that hers wasn't going to be the one outside. It just was the cutest thing in the world to me. That, daddy, whose car is going to? Daddy's car is going to be outside. Right. See, I'm teaching her what it means to be cherished. I said, I said, baby, don't you pump no gas unless it's an emergency situation. You bring that car home and daddy will take it to the, and get gas. in it. You don't go to no car washers. Bring the car home. Dad, what am I teaching her? What being cherished looks like. Okay. Listen to tell On the Father in Peace, I'm going to talk to you about it next week. I just bought her a first diamond. I haven't presented it to her yet because I must take her on a date to give it to her. All right. All right. Where I open the car door for her. Take her in the restaurant. Pull the chair out for her. Sit her down. Put the phones down. No tweeting and texting and, come on, snapchapping and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> chapping, chapping, <laughs> Snapchatting. All right? None of that. Well, we're going to sit down and we're going to look across the table and look each other in the eye. And I'm going to tell her what a man, how a male will treat you if God sent him into your life. Afterwards, I'm going to present her with her first diamond. It's a purity diamond. I'm going to explain to her in detail and scripturally what that means. What I'm going to commit to her by looking her in the eye is that I will take care of you until I turn you over to someone else. Amen. So you don't ever have to go to anyone but your father for anything that you need. Amen. And you know I'm going to end that with leave the cookies in the jar. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Until. Until. He demonstrates true commitment by putting a ring on your finger. First asking your father. Putting a ring on your finger. So I'm training her. God didn't send him into your life if he's not willing to come through me. Ain't no backdoor situations happening here. He better come to the front door. Ain't no pulling up, blowing no horn. Bomp, bomp, bomp. You better stay your butt right in this house. If he don't get out that car, then you're, he doesn't need to pick you up. If he don't come up to this door, introduce himself, look me in the eye. I'm teaching her all these things. What it means to be cherished. So imagine if a girl grew up never knowing what that looks like. She might accept anything. First little bit of attention she'd get might drive her crazy. Amen. All right. When was the last time you heard something like this in church? Somebody <laughs> said never. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do, folks. Amen. Amen. But are we up for it? Oh, yeah. it Can we do it? Yeah. do it? All right. Now. I spent too much time on that. But it was good time, wasn't it? Treat her with respect. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I'm getting ready to be real strong right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going to come on down the home stretch. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Are you there? Treat her with respect. What does that look like? We're going to look at two texts. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 3 and 4, and then 1 Peter 3 and 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, let's start at verse 1. Now concerning the things which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. It has two meanings. We're coming out of fornication in chapter 6, and he's kind of marrying these two thoughts. So because of the current distress, distress he is referring to, as you'll see later on in chapter 7, it's good for a man not to marry but if you look at other translations of this particular text, he's also talking about to not excite the, the flame that's in a woman. And there's other scriptures that support that. You know, can a man take fire in his bosom and not be burned, right? So what he's really talking about here is twofold. You don't want to ignite things when you cannot follow through on them. So how so, I many know we don't want to be around as single people dry heaving all the time? Doing everything we can but penetration. We didn't do nothing. No, trust me, it won't be long before you slip up. I'm going to come down the aisle and I'm going to walk up and down the aisles if you all don't say amen. I'm going to walk the back of the pews if you don't say amen. It won't be long. Stay away from that. That's why in 6th chapter he said flee. So he's not contradicting himself, right? He's saying it's good for you not to ignite that flame in yourself or in her. How many you know most people don't come back once the flame is lit? Any grown folks in here willing to be honest? Come on, everybody in here, not virgins. Anybody willing to admit once that flame is lit? It's kind of hard to put that out. That's all, That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He's sitting there like this. I know, big fella. I know. Trust me. Had to put that pressure on you, said, as I got closer to it. Amen. 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 <laughs> it says, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality. Let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own boyfriend. What does it say? Didn't say boyfriend, did it? Stop that stuff. It is a husband and a wife. We are friends until we get married. Just different levels of friendship. When you put titles on it, then you feel obligated to do stuff. When we talk about respect, I'm going to be real strong here. Let the husband render unto his wife the affection due to her. We like to limit that to sexual relations. And indeed, it's talking about that. And so we need to deliver. But it's way beyond that if you understand a female. She could do without it if you want to know the truth. But what she can't do without is the affection. She needs to be told that she's loved. She needs her hand held. She needs to be kissed multiple times throughout the course of the day. She needs to be cuddled in the bed. Those things are important to her. Here's the challenge. We don't need them. We just want to go straight to the goods. I I can't get nowhere tonight. We we just want to go from zero to 100. We forget that there are 99 numbers in the middle. And all 99 of them are important to her. I am not, listen, I'm willing to admit in here, I'll be transparent. If there's one area I'm failing in my marriage, it's in this category. I wouldn't say failing. There's one area I can come up in. It's this one right here. She needs more than what I give her. And most people would consider me an affection, especially public affection. But they require more. Touches all the time. My daughter is the same way. She cannot sit in a room and not part of her body touching yours. You know, in the summertime, it's hot. <laughs> I'm like, girl, but I can't do that because I know this is something she needs. And if I don't give it to her, I'm running out of time. I need to really talk about this. Because listen. If you're not loving her this way, you are not loving her. Trust me. And in a lot of ways, she will feel emotionally abused. Especially if you think the answer is, I'm going to come in at the back of the day, handle my business, and fix everything. Believe it or not, to her, you've treated her even worse. She will translate that as, you don't love her. You only want something from her. Right. There's one thing that my wife talks to me about all the time. It's being more affectionate. More intimacy. I'm not afraid to admit that. I need to grow. You I mean, Half the battle is knowing. And you got to remember, I'm probably way further down the road than most men. If you get down to brass tacks and you listen to their wives, I can tell you in my house, anytime we're having a conversation, more intimacy. I need you to be more affectionate. And she's not talking about sex. Ever, 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 ever. What she's saying is if you want to get to that, take care of that. Especially if you want certain responses. She could be there, but not really be there. Trust me, let's just keep it real. We know when she is not there. Right, right, right. Am I preaching real good, Emmanuel? I know both. I want to stay on that other side. You understand what I mean? What she's, I want you to listen to me. This is how important this is to them. To get to that other part. If I'm not taking care of this. And listen, a woman, she can do without it. I've seen, Listen to me at least 30 cases they can go they can go years <laughs> what they're saying is I'm not getting ready to just let you treat me like a piece of meat Amen. and not value me all day every day I just feel like dropping the mic right there. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many directions off of this. Man, if we're failing anywhere, listen, I'm putting myself in the boat. If we meet, this is what she is going to say, I need more affection, more intimacy. Why is it so quiet in here tonight? Are These things that make you go, things that we've heard, but we really don't know. Let the husband render to his wife the affection that's due her. And then likewise also the wife to the husband. So let me flip it a little bit before we close tonight. I know we should always lead first. My wife was actually scheduled to be here tonight because I I needed her support. Um, She ended up having a little thing she had to get done and didn't want to come with a a band-aid. Let me flip that around just a little bit for a quick second before we close. I know we're supposed to leave from the front. But listen to me, ladies. We want to feel wanted, too. I know most of the time we must come through on the other things that I've been talking about. But there are times when we just want to come through the door. And just go glory. <laughs> You've been thinking about me all day long. Because most of the time, what you all are waiting on is for us to make those deposits. So the other side to that is sometimes it makes us feel like we have to work for it. And we do. But let's not turn this into a reward for good behavior. What am I saying? We must work together that when he's making efforts to be affectionate, he's making efforts to do that. He has to be rewarded with the intensity on the other side (laughs) coming back his way. I was about to have a little moment in this service right here. (laughs) You all still with me out there? So we talk about this all the time. And and I I believe we've kind of come up with what we call an 80-20 type of percentage. Where 80% of the time, I need to be all of that. But but 20% of the time, what I'm saying is whether I was that way or not, just attack. Make me feel like Tarzan. <laughs> oh! <laughs> listen to me, ladies. We need that. I got all these scared men in here, but listen, I, I'm speaking up for the brothers. They're scared to speak up for themselves, but I'm telling you, come on, fellas, don't leave me out here like this. We need that. Amen. What I'm saying, and you all talk about that to see what it looks like in your household. what I'm saying, at least 20% of the time, even if I messed up, just forget about it. <laughs> and just tackle me. Punish me for being a bad boy. <laughs> there's my, there's my you all stretch your hands towards me right now. Stretch. Father God, in the name of Jesus, stretch your hands towards me. Wait till we really get this marriage ministry going. I'm you, That's why a permanent building is important. Now, wait till we really get this marriage ministry going. How do we, cause we can just talk about it in there, right? Uh, you know, I'm being real. I'm on SoundCloud. You all understand what I'm saying. But does anyone agree with what you're hearing tonight? Male and female. Raise your hand if you agree with what you're hearing. Eighty percent of the time we need to be on our affection game. But it's a turn off to us if we feel like that's the only way. This is going to happen. Now it feels like work reward for good behavior. So to blend, mix it up a little bit, there must be several spontaneous times where we didn't say I love you and buy the, the, the flowers. and We just got it all wrong that day. But you, you know how we are. So I always tell my wife, when it get dark, I don't, you are, I, something happens to me when it gets dark outside. Amen. You already know how I'm thinking as soon as it get dark. So don't worry about whether or not you think I had a rough day or not. Always it don't on. always on. It doesn't matter at that moment because we're visual. Amen. I will make the adjustment. Whatever went on in my day. Once I see something. Amen. 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 Is that fair, ladies? Yes. Especially married ladies. Is that fair? Yes. I believe 80% of the time, maybe even more, we should be on our game. But we as men have to feel like you want us to. Now, single people, don't y'all practice this stuff. Amen. You remember, Tamika when I was a youth pastor, that little girl came up. She got caught in some trouble. She said, Pastor Gregory, you did this because you were preaching on that, and it made me want to try. I said, I said, you're a liar. That's the... And the truth ain't in you. Come out of her do you remember that yes. it came right up to me after service and said this happened to me because of what you were preaching on I'm saying now really how many of you know that comes from within she, yeah that's her own freaky self and if she wants to blame me to blame me for her inability I've just got to close right here for tonight. did you all get anything out of this tonight did you all get anything out of this tonight Listen to me, man. I'm gonna give you a formula. You ever, heard, I won't even tell you the name of the book, it's a Jewish code. Okay, I'm gonna give you a formula. I can't give it to you tonight. Next time I'm up, I'll make sure that I give it to you, okay? And it works, and it's been working since the beginning of time. Certain things you're gonna see characteristic in that community, you're not gonna see much divorce. You're not going to see much single-parent households. Watch this. You're never going to see her being the primary breadwinner. Never going to see it. It's a violation of their codes. And it's biblical. I read that when I was 23 years old. And I adopted it. I've made it a part of who I've been ever since then. And, folks, it has worked Wonderfully. Hallelujah. Amen. Three things I said, okay, when I showed this to you as a husband. I'll show you three things. You're not going to see divorce in that community. Very little single parent households, very few. What you will never see is the wife being the primary breadwinner. Are you all listening? You can argue with this. You can debate. I'm going to take you back. I'm going to show it to you three different ways. You can argue. You can debate. Listen to me. God's way is always the best way. After you hear this, ladies, especially if you're single, you will have something called choice. Just remember, anything that you get premature. Comes with premature complications. So if you don't let him develop and go through this cycle, I'm getting ready to show you. Don't if he never changes, then love what he is for the rest of his your lives. But you will have choice, and you will be well educated on what it looks like. Good stuff, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just lift our hands to the Father. Let's just thank Him. And pray for your pastor that I, I, I don't allow pressure. As a matter of fact, just pray that God would make me even more bold to speak the truth, take a stand for what's right, stay transparent. Be humble. Never try to act like I'm perfect because I'm not. Far from it. But let's just all keep striving towards excellence. Hallelujah. Because I'm not finished this, with this, I was going to pray for husbands tonight. Okay? But if I got to put this back in piece on there before I pray. And you all don't mind if I don't rush this, do you? Just this acting like me in Because it's not taught in churches today. So you don't mind if I don't rush this, right? So, Father, I just thank you under the sound and authority of my voice. There'll be more patterns and more examples in the church so that people can not just hear, but more importantly, they can see what good marriages look like, what good men look like.